Hey guys, this is Osh, and today I'm going to share with you the story of Wilma Colhiff of the Pioneer Reservation. Her story is important to the Missing Murdered Indigenous Peoples Movement because you see, in the past 11 years, she has lost three children to violence, all killed on the Pioneer Reservation. Wilma Colhiff is from the Pioneer Reservation, located in South Dakota, where it is the home of the Oglala Lakota. Pioneer is the site of many historical events in history, such as the Badlands National Park, which is the location of one of the last ghost dances, as well as the Wounded Knee Massacre. Pioneer is located 100 miles from Rapid City, and this reservation is among the largest in the United States, with a land area of 2.1 million. Now, I'm sure we've all heard of Pine Ridge and the hardships they face. A 2020 study found Oglala Lakota County ranked last for health outcomes and health factors in the state of South Dakota. The average life expectancy on Pine Ridge is just 66, which is the lowest in the United States. Those statistics don't capture the beautiful people, the beautiful culture, the talented artists, the language speakers, the hopeful youth, and the many individuals and organizations committed to building a better tomorrow for their people. They speak Lakota and is widely used by their people. Interesting thing I learned while reading was that at one point, there was 500 North American native languages that existed among the native populations before European contact, and today, only a few dozen are spoken. So now, more than ever, it is important to speak your language. No matter how much or how little you know, speak it. It matters. Encourage the youth. Encourage the language learners to keep speaking, to carry it on. We can't let our invaluable native languages die. So let's get into Wilma's story. In 2005, her daughter, Shelley Poorbear, 24 years young, who was a mother of four young children, one son and three daughters. Shelley was murdered by Jessica Lou Twiss. On November 3rd, 2005, Shelley was riding in the car with Twiss when they got to an argument. The argument escalated and became more heated to the point that there was a fist fight. And according to Wilma Colhiff, her mother, she states that Shelley was beaten and then they drove about a quarter of a mile up the road and dropped Shelly out of the truck. She fell to the ground, and Twist pulled away, running over Shelly. She knew that she had run over her and still drove away. She did not call the police nor call for medical help. She just left her there. A brutal hit and run. I mean, how mad do you have to be that your rage becomes this bad that you want to hurt someone, that you murder someone? Twist pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter, and was sentenced to get this, two and a half years in prison. Yeah, just two and a half years, that's correct. I had to reread the articles to make sure I read that right. Where's the justice in that sentencing? So let's move on to a few years later. On February 12th, 2012, Wilma's stepson, Daniel Badmilk, who was the father of two sons, was tragically killed at 40 years old when he was beaten to death with a bat. He was also from the Pine Ridge Reservation. So basically what happened was officers were performing a welfare check at a home on 900 Block North, 7th Street. When the police arrived at the home, they found the body of a deceased man in the garage. His injuries were consistent with homicide. And after investigation, Anton Bissonnette was found guilty and was sentenced to five years in prison. Again, what? Just five years? A five-year prison sentence for manslaughter. These guilty charges and the length of their times just doesn't sit right with me. So let me tell you, get this. On March 23rd, 2021, Andrew Barrope, who is not a relative of Wilma or any of the other victims, he was stabbed to death 
by Antone Bissonnette, the same guy who murdered Daniel Badmilk. He has currently pled not guilty and faces a life sentence without the chance of parole if convicted of murder in the death of Andrew Barrow, who is also a father from the Pine Ridge Reservation. Now, I found this article and it stated that Bissonnette, 40 year old male from Rapid City, was previously sentenced to about five years in federal prison after pleading guilty to first degree manslaughter for killing Daniel Badmilk in 2012 on the Pine Ridge Reservation. He's guilty of killing one indigenous man with a bat. He serves his time, is free, and murders again. But this time he faces a life sentence. Why wasn't that on the table in Daniel's case? As I'm reading these articles and watching interviews and compiling my notes, I just feel like I'm writing a nonfiction story. Because how can this all happen in one place and to one family? But let's continue on. Because now there's Wilma's baby girl, Annie Colhiff, who was shot three times at close range in the chest and abdomen in her own home on September 29th, 2016. So this happened about four years after Daniel's murder. According to statements made, Annie chased Orlando Villanueva out of their home with a knife. He pulled a handgun and shot her three times leading to her death. This was especially hard on the family, which understandably so. The third close family were to pass away under violence. The family stated in an interview with the local news that the loss of Annie greatly impacted their family so much that a 10-year-old member of the family tried to commit suicide not long after Annie was killed. Villanova was initially charged with second-degree murder, and he eventually pled guilty to a reduced charge of voluntary manslaughter. He was sentenced to just 12 years. A witness at the crime scene was sentenced to five years probation for not reporting the incident. 27-year-old Tyler Brewer pled guilty to concealing information of the September 2016 murder of Annie. She stated there was an argument and Annie chased Orlando out the door when he then shot her. Tyler then went on to Denver with Orlando and other men. The violent deaths of all three of her children have caused Wilma a lot of pain, but she knows she must keep living for her other children and grandchildren. She said in an interview, I can't really let myself think of them in that type of way, how they are murdered, because if I do, I'll probably end up in an insane asylum or dead myself. So I always think of the good times that we had together and where they are right now and how happy they are together. And that keeps me going. Currently in South Dakota, there are 112 missing women. According to the state clearinghouse, 65% of those are indigenous women. 25% of them were logged by Oglala Sioux Tribal Police. Native Americans make up a little more than 8% of South Dakota's population, but account for nearly 70% of the missing persons cases. That's an outstanding number. In January, Cheryl Long Soldier, 27, was reported missing in early January. Members of the tribe searched for a month and found her remains in an area known as Grass Creek near Oglala. The cause of death has not been released. Shayna Youngman is afraid of her horses. She was last seen on February 3rd at a home in Fraggle Rock. Her remains were found eight days later, north of Madison. Her death has been investigated as a murder. So when does this stop? When does the violence stop? When are these people held accountable and getting more than 12 years and five years and two and a half year sentences? you add all those up, they still don't account for what one of those perpetrators should have been charged and sentenced to. As we stated before by my co-host Yashi, according to the CDC, murder is the third leading cause of death among Indigenous women. And this is a frightening statistic. This is one of the many sad stories out there. My heart breaks for any family who goes through losing someone in such a tragic way, but to lose three is unimaginable. 
all my love and prayers for this family. And I hope that you say their name so that who they were as Indigenous people will always be remembered because they mattered. Their lives mattered. They were somebody to their families. Thank you for listening to this mini on Wilma Colhiff and her three children, Annie Colhiff, Daniel Badmilk, and Shelley Poorbear. Continue to say their name. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.